Rob, there's like a different person here. I don't. Wait, there is. Yeah. I think I... he's below. He's like below you on the screen. I don't even notice when the other guy's gone. <laughs> he's talking. Well, let's let's just keep on going, and we'll see what happens. Uh, you're listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode two hundred and twenty-eight, side A. Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show where Greg tries to ignore most of the things that Rob whispers to Omar. Uh, this is a side A episode, and what that means currently is that we're going to talk about current stuff, stuff that just came out. We're going to do reviews of that stuff. Omar, I want you to poop in Greg's mouth. We're also going to uh, <laughs> try to remember to edit that out. Anyway. I thought you didn't pay attention to the stuff I whispered. Fair. Uh, sometimes I have to just, you know, for to tell the authorities. <laughs> uh, we talk about pop culture. We talk about entertainment. We talk about Florida. Uh, movies, music, books. Apparently there's a video game that was put on here. So that's that'll be a Surprise! thing. Surprise! And uh, anything else. Uh, you might wonder who we are. Uh, my name is The Vigilante. And I am joined by Judo Master... That's Rob. Hi, I'm Judo Master. Fair, and and Eagly. That's me, Eagly. Eagly. Not Ramo. I'm Eagly. I mean Omar. <laughs> Eagly. Uh, Ramo actually is Omar when he had his hair slicked back, like you know, like when Bart would go to church and they would slick his hair back. Um, oh, see, Simpsons, and I call him Ramo. That's something different. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's for a uh, different podcast. Yeah, so this week, we're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff. Talk a little bit about Hotel Transylvania 4. Trans, trans, what is it? Uh, Transylmania? Transformania? Transformania. That's what it there is. you go. Uh, You'd get there eventually. Uh, screen. Is it Scream 4 or is it just Scream? Well, it's, technically it's Scream 4. But it is just called Scream. That's going to be confusing. Um. So Scream aka scream four uh we're gonna apparently listen to a big fan of the show rant that is uh actually scott down there eagly eagly yeah he eagly is gonna rant he is a big fan you've you've been a scream fan for uh forever apparently you're gonna rant about the new scream movie should i do it now or later 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 okay okay yeah uh oh wait there's something about rob taking long showers this is why I should make the notes read-only. Um, Rob, do you have anything to say about your long showers? I'm and... not the one who put that in there. <laughs> it says here that uh, Rob has spent so much time in the shower daily, he's been sequestered for a reading in the new Aquaman series as Aquaman's ambiguously feminine heterosexual male friend. Mm, hey, oh, I, can, I can get behind that. Uh, I see what I did there. Aqua Lad. I believe it's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Uh, and apparently podcast. a video game. Actually, uh, it's Aqua They Them. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. 
it's <laughs> awkward. It's so awkward to say. I try, but it's hard. It's it's hard to do that. Uh, anyway, uh, and apparently, what is that video game you put on there? Because it is not in our intro list, sir. It is called Super People. Super People. It is a first-person shooter game that's in beta on the Steam platform on the PC. Hmm. Uh, interesting. Cool. Uh, well, a game uh, I won't be playing. He has that's why they made it first player, because they don't want your ass ruining the game. Exactly. So, uh, Rob, uh, tell people what we've got with spoilers here. So, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? This is a review show. You know what that means? That means we're going to review stuff. And we're going to tell you stuff that you might not want to know just yet. So if we are talking about something that you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet, use your own discretion. You might want to pause it and come back later. Skip ahead, then rewind. Skip ahead, then rewind. Kind of like Greg does with his old VHS tape. Not wrong. (laughs) Pause, 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 slow-mo. Rewind, rewind. Well, some stuff they just don't allow you to put on to upload to Pornhub anymore. <gasps> My brother shared with me a news story that he came across. He was listening to the news. Actually, no, he wasn't listening to the news. He got a guy. My brother's a corrections deputy. He got a guy in that was arrested for pornography on his computer. Now, it it didn't say child pornography. It just said pornography. And my brother's like, oh, Jesus, we're all going to jail. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Uh, Would you say he's a Florida man? What what could that have possibly been? Like, they found a bunch of pornography on his computer. And, and, you know, it didn't say child pornography it didn't say like animal porn or anything like that it just said pornography Hmm. and my brother's like i didn't even know that was illegal (laughs) so if you've logged if you uh were considering logging off for spoilers you might also consider logging off to erase your browsing history there you go okay uh so let's talk a little bit about some news here uh, the Moon Knight trailer came out. What'd you think, Rob, as someone who you saw it, I'm assuming? I did. I mean, I don't really know anything about Moon Knight in particular, but the trailer looks really good, and it looks like it's going to be like some kind of psychological thing, at least at least for the beginning of the of the series, while he's figuring out, you know, who Moon Knight is and what Moon Knight is and how he's involved with Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Because the the trailer makes it look like the main character, the guy who I'm guessing becomes Moon Knight, is going a little bit insane. And he has like a dissociative personality disorder or something like that? Something like that. So, uh, Moon Knight has been... They've tried a lot of different things with him in comics world. And one, actually there was a series not too long ago that started off with a lot of promise where... Um, so Moon Knight has... yeah just multiple personality, dissociative personality kind of situation, but it's not like a long-running thing. I think it's in the comics, I think it's because he died and is kind of possessed by this thing that 
kind of splits the power like splits his brain in a way um, but again they've changed this a billion times okay uh there was a series a little while ago where moon knight does this kind of a badass like mission with like a bunch of famous marvel superheroes like wolverine and stuff like that and you're like oh that's weird because usually he's kind of more of a street level character solo character yeah and i'm like this is a cool thing and then at the end it turns out that he's just imagining all the other characters in his brain i was like oh that's cool like it was a it was very well written to where it actually kind of made sense but there was other i mean this character's been around since the 70s he's basically marvel's batman uh obviously not as popular Mm -hmm. uh good cast and uh but there was some bad news of course about that um, and I'm gonna... Yeah, and I hadn't heard anything about that, so go ahead. Yeah, uh, Gaspard Ulil, um, he, this is one of it. it's not his first American role. His first American role is he played um, the young version of Hannibal in Hannibal Rising movie in like the early 2000s. Okay. And he's had a, a few other roles. He's won quite a bit of awards, French actor. Um, he was, he, I guess, was celebrating maybe the finishing of the, the first series uh, shoot. And he went skiing and ran into somebody and got a uh, traumatic head injury and uh, passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Someone is taking a picture of us. Interesting. Uh, So you got to, yeah, it's it's really sad. He was very, he was, uh, I have it written down here somewhere. Um, He was dead, he died at age 37. Uh, He was going to be the character named Midnight Man. Uh, Midnight Man is kind of like the art thief type character that strikes at midnight. Mm. Um. And based on what I know about the character, he's one of those that's like, he's an art thief, but he's not really a villain so much, you know, kind of like a Catwoman type character. Yeah, I was going to say like, like Selena Kyle. Yeah. And eventually, in the comics at least, eventually um, someone turns on him and tries to, like, a, a fellow villain turns on him and tries to kill him, Moon Knight saves him, and then he kind of becomes an, an ally. So I'm okay. not sure what exactly happens there, happens with him in the show, but uh, it is a shame that the actor passed yeah. away right before his big Marvel break. Yeah, and you have, I mean, I haven't really heard of uh, actors passing away from, like, skiing accidents for a couple of years. I mean, there was that, there was that rash, um, what, probably about a decade, two decades ago, where, uh, what, uh, one of the Kennedys died in a skiing accident, uh, Sonny Bono, Bono died in a skiing accident, and then... Uh, Richardson. Natasha Richardson, and they were all fairly close to each other, and I, it might have been that same season. It was like, holy shit. Yeah. So, as uh, we always say, our our uh, condolences to their friends and family, and co-workers and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Any other news from the entertainment world? I got nothing. <clears throat> I'm sure Is there news stuff. from Florida? Oh, God. <sighs> well... I searched and searched and searched, and I found some really good ones, and then it turned out that people died. So that becomes, le- yeah, no, it becomes less fun. So we're going to do- go with something less lethal. Uh, Florida man survives attack by two glitter-throwing women. Yeah. Now, that sounds like something that I want to be part of. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to elaborate. Yes. Uh, police say Sarah Franks, 29, and Caitlin O'Donovan, 27, arrived at the residence of Jacob Jacob Cologne in Clearwater, and an argument started on the man's balcony. Uh, 
So after the argument, the two women threw each threw a container of glitter at the victim, striking him in the head in upper torso. Now I'm assuming the glitter was out of the container, not like winging a plastic container because there was glitter apparently everywhere. Uh, they climbed a fence to make their way into Cologne's apartment where they, again, threw more glitter on him. And uh, so one of the one of the women climbed into the apartment, threw more glitter, unlocked the door to let the other one in, who then threw more glitter. That's a lot of glitter. Um, there's a 100% chance that these two are strippers, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, the average person, the average person does not walk around. Or they run a daycare. One of the other. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, they're strippers or run daycare. Actually, based on the picture, they kind of look more like daycare people. Um, or they're just like, in, they're, they're superheroes that are the crafters, the scrapbookers. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know. Basically, the, there was something going on here where they were um, angry because there was a window kicked. Didn't sound, sound like it broke. Uh, police eventually, when the guy called the police, police eventually caught up, caught the women, and of course they found a car full of glitter because... I'm pretty sure you can't just throw glitter at someone and not get it all over yourself as well. Uh, they were arrested on a felony, felony charge of burglary with of assault. Of attack with and, glitter? Uh, yeah, felony, char felony charge of burglary with assault or battery. Um, uh, the Franks was also slapped with an additional charge of criminal mischief for breaking into the window. Mm. Um, they bonded out of prison after posting a $75,250 bond. Wow. Yeah. Um, Daycare so, pays really well. Apparently. They, their their mugshots are freaking hilarious. They're like, you can tell that there's like, <laughs> they're like smirking in it. So. I was looking for the mugshots. I can't find them. Uh, oh, there they are. Yeah. They're, uh, it's funny because in the, in the mugshot, they, they've surrounded it with a little glitter frame in the picture that I found. So, uh, don't bring glitter to a gunfight, I guess. I thought you were going to bring up about the uh, Clearwater, Florida guy that uh, got stopped at 4 a.m. without his headlights on. And um, they searched the car and they found a gun, so then they searched him. And uh, they found drugs around his penis that were not his. So, uh, we, talked, we did briefly talk about that. Um, well, the only reason ago. I say that is because a buddy of mine brought that up today, so I don't know how old it was. It was, it, was, we, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, actually. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. it was, I believe it was at the end of the year of last year. But That I might was. have been while I was gone, because I don't remember talking about that. Yeah. That might have been while we were so, on Oh, those, those, those drugs aren't mine. <laughs> well, the main reason why is when me and Rob were gone on vacation, that was one of our hiding spots. If we were ever going to find drugs, we were in the Caribbean. Put them on our penises. Yeah, and then if you got caught, you'd be like, no, those are his drugs. Those are his drugs, yes. Exactly. Yeah. I never planted those. But we are so. staying in the same room, so. Ah, there you go. Well, let's move on, because uh, we have to. Uh, Patreon. We have one. We do. Um, we have patrons. In fact, Scott is one of our patrons. He yeah, is. I get, I get money a bunch for other this? Patrons. No. I no, you do off. not. I thought I We do. I'm going to go talk to we, we don't even you. get money for this, to be uh, honest, because we use it to pay for server space and uh, the websites and other cool gadgets that we use to record a podcast. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, yeah, 
Uh, it's just $5 a month. It helps the show. If you are out there listening and you enjoy what you hear, you clearly make very bad decisions, and one of those bad decisions could be sending us $5 a month. Um, as a result, you can get into our patron-only chat on Discord. There's a bunch of other stuff. We even do a birthday episode for you. Um, my birthday's coming up, actually. It is. I gotta figure out what I'm doing for that. But you gotta figure gonna, out what we're doing for that. Uh, it's gonna involve ribs and smoke. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I meant for the show. No, cool. it's gonna just involve ribs. We're just. I'm just. <laughs> we're gonna do an episode on smoking ribs. Uh, anyway, Hell so yeah. if you are interested in our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Give Me Five Podcast. As usual, the five is spelled out F I V E. Kind of ironic. Not... The Patreon's five. No, that was actually sort of planned. Oh, really? I was actually taught... See, when I decided to do Patreon, I was sitting at a bar at a conference with one of the marketing managers from Patreon. And we were we were talking, and we were, uh, we were actually talking over some subpar burritos. Because huh. I asked her if the burrito was good before ordering it, and she's like, eh, it's subpar. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess subpar is better than, you know, like, terrible. So, and they were, in fact, subpar. They were okay. And then we talked about that, and she helped me set up the Patreon. And she's like, yeah, you guys have five in the name. Why don't you do $5? So, boom. So I want to go off the rails the for a minute. <clears throat> but subpar is actually a good thing in the world of golf because you want to be below par. It's true. So saying subpar burrito. But it's a really bad thing in the in terms of, like, heart surgery. Like, you don't, you don't want to, like, how's your heart surgeon? Oh, he's subpar. You don't be like, oh, can I have his number? No. But now, if you wanted to golf with him, that would be great. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're you wanted his golf partner, but he was performing a hearse. Or I see what, uh, I get it now. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. <laughs> this, train, uh, so let's, this train has just gone right off the list. So we've got Scream. Well, let's talk about that video game since you are already talking. Let's, let's, uh, let us So, in, for those that, are into video games, any console, whatever. In the shooting game genre, something has happened over the past three years that now everything is Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. And that's all it is, and it's a closing storm or closing cold or closing whatever. So Super People is a Battle Royale, but it's taken bits and pieces from all of the Battle Royale games, and it's actually made it somewhat enjoyable. But it is closed beta. It has been a lot of fun. I've been playing it for two weeks. A lot of big streamers stream it on Twitch. And it's enjoyable until they break it. Because I know what's going to happen. Right now it's free to play. But as Rob can tell you, they're going to put in an item thing. And somehow, some way, it's going to ruin it. Where it's going to be pay to play, pay, pay to win. And that's what's going to happen. But right now, um, Super People, hopefully it stays. Free to play, and it's in closed beta. It's free on Steam if you go on and you just agree to the terms. You can play it for free on the PC platform, and uh, and yeah, it's. So uh, what are the? Do you get to use superpowers, or are you holding guns? Well, so there's there's numerous different uh, classes: marine, uh, sniper, and all that. And each person, um, when you load in to a game and you get chosen to be part of that game by yourself or in a team, um, you're given that class, and that class has a certain ability. So like. The Deadeye character has more damage, increased damage with a sniper rifle. Or you can be a guy that uh, actually has a nuke, where you can nuke an area of the, the map. And uh, 
and as you go through, you pick up different um, bits and pieces to actually like to make your gun better or to whatever. You got to find these in there. So instead of like a Fortnite where you're looking for materials to build, this you're looking for stuff to make your armor better or whatever. Now this game kind of like kind of like Apex. Yep, it was. It's a mix between PUBG, Apex, Fortnite. It's all of them like merged together, and it's a really good looking game. It's uh, it runs really smooth, and um, it's not one shot, one kill. It takes a little bit longer. So, but the games only last fifteen minutes, you know, fifteen twenty minutes, and you're done. So, everything today, the kids, you know, they get bored. So you gotta hurry up. You know, there is. No if Mario I was playing, play. it would last approximately thirty seconds. <laughs> well. I'm always the first person killed in those things. Yeah, yeah, I'm noticing that in my age, my hand-eye coordination is not as fast as it was. I don't but know how they... New. Well, I was never good at it when I was younger, either. I, I hated GoldenEye, because I was friggin' terrible at it. Well, so that's the part that amazes me, is you say you're terrible at that, but then when I've played games like Rocket League with you, you're great at the timing and everything of that. So I don't know. It's um, But if it doesn't... If it's not your thing, then, you know, it's... But the game world, I don't care what it is. If it's PC, console, uh, uh, phone, everything is so boring. It's Nobody knows how to, to do anything new. It's all just rinse and repeat. So, but Put a new skin on it and sell it. You got it. But this is Super People. It's uh, it's a fun game. It's uh, And the community isn't that toxic yet. So that's what's kind of nice. I've been... Uh... Not to go off too off the rails here, but you mentioned that there's a character that can basically nuke an area of the map. Um, I was watching one of the Walking Dead spinoffs. And this was a couple seasons ago. I'm, I'm just catching up now. It's great when you watch things really late on your DVR and you get like election ads from like two years ago and you <laughs> get to be angry all over again. Um, but they did a nuclear bomb drop in one of these, in one of the seasons. And I kind of realized that any show that actually succeeds in dropping the nuke, um, usually that's the end of the show, it seems like. And I just recently watched this in the past three weeks myself. I know you what did? you're talking about. Yes. So, like, I watched the episode with the weird people wrapped in bandages because they were, like, noses and shit were falling off. Yes. And... Like, there was the the it was so dumb, and there was so many bad decisions made. But like, I was reminded of like there was an episode of Twenty Four, where like someone bo- nuclear bombed like a suburb of Los Angeles, and then no one mentioned it again for the next like two seasons. Like, it just happened, <laughs> and then it was done. And I don't know. It just it, whenever that's like, you know, pop culture huge mistakes. Like you can't have the bomb actually go off you have to disarm the bomb or else your show is done is there or your movie or whatever i don't know it's what just, show are you talking about what uh in this case it was uh it's which walking dead show it's fear uh the fear dead. fear the walking dead oh yeah someone wanted to correct all the wrongs that have done and he wanted to jim jones it with the nuclear bomb yeah and he succeeded um and the, some of the main characters survived because they were on a nuclear sub which is where the bomb came from. But now they're, you know, traveling in a gremlin that's, like, set up to, uh, like, the car. Yeah. That's able to traverse nuclear holocaust wasteland. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and you can take a uh, plastic chopping board and put it 
over your face in a hoodie, and now you are radiation protected. So. Oh, yeah. and uh, um, the other thing that I like the one woman was so freaked out by a song that was about to come on the radio that she crashes the car, almost causing everyone to die. Turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. It's like, oh my god, no one ever reacts like that. But, wow. Yeah. Anyway, that was an aside because it was um, it made me angry. I think and I'm locked in the rooms too long. Yeah, I'm. I've, you two aren't the only ones that are allowed to be angry. Uh, let's. I'm going to talk about uh, briefly here. Uh, Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Uh, this series is um, you know, it's the fourth of the movies. Uh, the third one was actually really good. Saw it in the theater. Um, we've watched it quite a bit of times. The watching the trailer, this movie seemed like a money grab. Yeah, come on, that is absolutely correct. You, you're very wise. <laughs> uh, starring uh, Andy Samberg as Jonathan, Selena Gomez as Mavis. So there's some pretty big names. Catherine Hahn uh, as Erica, uh, Jim Gaffigan as Van Helsing, Steve Buscemi as Wayne. That's the werewolf who uh, it's my favorite character in the whole thing. Uh, Molly Shannon, uh, David Spade, Keegan Michael Key, Brian Hull as Dracula. Now you might be wondering. Well, I thought Adam Sandler was Dracula. No. It is Brian Hall, who is a voice actor who can do a very good Adam Sandler impression, so much so that I didn't realize it was him. Hmm. Uh, he also, Adam Sandler also executive produced the first three, and he did not executive produce this one. So, hmm. like, that's interesting. Money um, grab. Yeah, so this movie was supposed to come out in the theaters. It was. It instead came out in... Um, where it came out uh, on Amazon Prime, I believe. Uh, and it was, you know, it's directed by uh, Derek Drymon and Jennifer Kluska, whoever they are. Um, <laughs> written, oddly enough, by Gendy Tartakovsky, uh, which I did not know until just now. Uh, the guy from Samurai Jack and Dexter's oh. Laboratory and Powerpuff Girls. Um, the story is really fairly baseline. It's, you know, the, you can see it all in the trailer. The monsters, a lot of the monsters end up getting zapped by a crystal that turn them into regular people. And the kid who is a regular person and married to Dracula's daughter gets turned into um, uh, like a Godzilla type monster. And they're trying to find the crystal, like the crystal runs out of power to to put them back the way they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So they go on a mission to try to save it. And throughout the mission, yeah, it becomes apparent that um if the the longer someone is power outlet no they're actually just finding trying to find a new crystal um it becomes apparent that if the as someone has been turned into a monster they eventually become more and more feral so that's kind of the base there um it's okay uh kid liked it it's not nearly as good as as the first three uh as i've said before the the third one had such a big like musical set piece at the end Mm mm-hmm and there was a big crack in, and there was lights, and it was just, it was fun, and the music was good, and it had big name musicians. That this one seemed like a much smaller film. Mm-hmm. It was definitely good that it went right to streaming, I think. Because uh, you'd have been pissed off if you paid to see this in the theater? I wouldn't have, based on the, the trailer. I would have been like, oh, that'll be good to rent someday. Ah. But, you know, my kid, uh, my kid enjoyed it. 
and that's who it's made for. So, but I'm, again, I'm a fan of of this storyline. Now I've only seen the trailer, and I just seen it today when I got the notes for this. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it'd be something I watch. But <clears throat> again, this is something like kind of Saturday afternoon when I'm doing something, and it's like on the background, kind of like you did with Christmas Story, um, that you never actually sat down and watched this year that we're supposed to do off the rails again. But um, yeah, so I think it's something that I would enjoy. Yeah. You know. On a Saturday afternoon, isn't that when you uh, give uh, Rob his sponge bath? It's every Saturday afternoon? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When I'm in town. When okay. I'm in town. Hopefully next time it'll be um, on your back porch with the boobie playing and stuff. Well, we could do that, but he hasn't brought back my pl- uh, my uh, pressure washer. I have it in my garage. I haven't you know, been to your house. You know, I, I remember this last <laughs> I summer. Almost said, I almost said pleasure washer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a reason I haven't brought it back. <laughs> Maybe he's not in the shower. Maybe he's turned his garage into a bay and he uses your power washer. Pleasure washer. Pleasure, washer. pleasure washer. So I, he was so excited. Uh, we have a title, again. by the way. Yes. When you, uh, when you let him borrow pleasure it, washer. He called me so excited about your pleasure washer. About He sent me pictures of his sidewalk of what what the damage that it could do. So I seriously think that you no longer have the pleasure washer. Yeah, yeah. The last uh, time I pressure washed was Easter, so it is time to pressure wash again because that's what every one of my uh, my neighbors celebrating Easter want to hear at 7 in the morning is some jackass. <laughs> <laughs> morning. <laughs> so How's it going? Sugar these, these rabbits and eggs all over the place i had to clean up uh, okay put all these white footprints all over the place i don't know what's going exactly okay we got scream and we've got peacemaker uh i want to hear you guys talk about scream so i'm going to sit back and i'm going to mute my microphone and i'm going to let you guys talk about scream all right well uh scream was released on January 14th of 2022. It's directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillett. And it stars Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, Melissa Barrera, Marley Shelton, Jenna Ortega, Dylan Minnette, Jack Quaid. Is that Randy Quaid's son? Jasmine Savoy-Brown, Sonia Amar, Mickey Madison, and Mason Gooding. And the basic synopsis is 25 years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges and Sidney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. Now, under my thoughts, it just says, let Scott go, because one of the reasons I went to see this was that Mr. Scott texted me as soon as he was done with the movie and was like, Rob, I totally understand when you get when you get that little that little one little problem that you have with a scene and it just bugs you the whole movie and it takes you out of the movie and it just ruins what would have been an otherwise decent film and i'm like i'm so glad someone else understands <laughs> and he said i want you to text me when you finish the movie because i want to know if you had a problem with the same part that i had a problem with and I texted you, and 
did I have a problem with the same part you had a problem with? You actually texted me the problem. So, yes. So it was, you knew exactly what I was talking mm-hmm. about the second you seen it. So I am. Um, and so, since I was the only one sitting in the theater, I think I actually texted you that as it happened. I think you did as well. Um, so on my part, Scream, I'm, so I'm biased to the Halloween franchise because that is my favorite horror franchise. And you were great when we went and seen it for my birthday in Universal. Um, and I knew that it bothered you because the one of the first opening scenes bothered you for that movie. But um, Scream is my wife's favorite franchise, so I've watched them all mm-hmm. 30 times. And going into it, I actually bought her tickets and surprised her. It had been a long time. So here we have been to the movie since pre, pre-COVID. So um, we went, and she was all excited to see it. And I was really enjoying it. It's still, in my book, a really enjoyable movie. But, I mean, you can ask Greg. I put it in the Discord, the Patreon Discord, about it. And I didn't spoil it, but I I just explained my displeasure with Mm -hmm. a certain scene. Like, there is no way that scene would ever happen. And, but I did give Rob one scenario where maybe it would happen, but it would have to have been all rewritten and rejumbled for him to do it. But I just, I, I thought that the, there were a lot more um, uh, Easter eggs that I didn't even know about until today until you called me, Rob, and you mm-hmm. were talking about it. Um, but the, it was it was so nice to see what they did with Wes Craven's legacy of screen. Um, and um, and stuff like that, but but how they implemented, I really enjoyed everything up until, you know, the 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 scene in question. Well, well, well we uh, we did have a spoiler warning at the beginning of the show, so you are allowed to talk about the scene if you want to. Uh... There were yeah. two scenes that I had a problem with. One of them so was that, the that one... was your second spoiler warning. I I did have a problem with Rob's and Vicky did too, my wife. So right. Yeah, so go ahead. So. The one that Scott is talking about. There's a scene where Dewey and two of the current characters, and when I say current, I mean not the original characters, the ones who were involved in this go-around of Scream. There are, there's a scene in a hospital where the killer comes to kill the two current characters, and Dewey is there with them to help them get away. Dewey shoots the killer in the chest. And grabs grabs not the once, two girls not twice, but three times. Three times shoots the killer in the chest, and grabs the two girls and ushers them to the to the elevator to get away. And I'm like, what the f- what the hell are you doing? You know what happens here? Put a bullet in his head. What are you doing? And at that point, he's like. No, you guys go. I got this. And I'm like, oh my god. He actually said, I have to put a bullet in their head or they will come back. And he leaves the elevator. I'm like, oh my god. So Dewey goes to put a bullet in the head. And surprise! He's not dead. He walks back and the screen murderer is laying on the ground in the same spot. And then what happened? His phone rings. And he turns around and looks on the ground and looks back, and then it's surprise, and it was a barbecue skewer. 
you know, and he just guts him. And I'm like, poor, poor Dewey. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That is that is tantamount to the to the whole Darth Maul complete loss of concentration as Obi Wan jumps out of a pit, flips twelve feet above him, does like eighty somersaults, summons his lightsaber, lands, then turns it on, spins around and cuts him in half, all while Darth Maul just kind of sits there and watches. Yeah, I. So and I'm like. The movie theater was full where I was at. We had one space between whatever group had it, but it's a one of them reclining, big recliners and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it, it felt safe. Everyone was wearing masks. But um, I, I just remember when that scene happened, and I'm in the chair going like this, like <laughs> I was doing like, that too. I mean, and it's like, and I know everyone was getting pissed around me, but it's like, no, that could not happen. It, it's just if it would have been like I said, if if and I, I talked a little bit to Rob this after he'd seen it this weekend. That if, if if it would have been you know uh, Gail Weathers and Sydney you know uh, Courtney Cox and um, Nev Campbell, um, and they would have been there saving this this girl that was in the hospital, then I could see Dewey you know getting forgetting for a minute. But these people, not twenty minutes earlier in this movie, he sat in some strange person's living room, telling him that the rules of this thing in this town is you can't trust anybody, even the loved ones you can't trust. And now he's trusting these two and, and just walking away from a ghost that in three prior movies he's killed and that's come back and shot him or stabbed yeah. him or whatever. So just, just just really, really took me out while I while I was watching that. Just I because I was doing the same thing. I was throwing my hands up. I'm like, come on, you gotta be shitting me. So and to be honest with you, the second one is actually, the more and more I think about it, is actually more blatantly wrong on yeah. any movie rules than the one we're talking about. The reason why we're talking about the one is everything Dewey's been through in these prior three movies, you know that he's not going to walk away. He's going to walk up to the ghost face, boom, you're done. Boom, one in the head, boom. Boom, but boom. this next part, <laughs> this is where... The, the one that I had a problem with, like, really bad that I texted Scott... I was like, you have got to be shitting me. Because at one point, one of the characters, whose mom is the sheriff of the town, comes home, and mom goes to pick up some food. The son goes upstairs. Are are you saying a lady sheriff? Well, that's a a twist. A lady sheriff. Well, that's why she's dead. But... Uh, (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry, that was terrible. Um... No, the the son goes upstairs to shower while mom goes to pick up food. Well, while mom is driving to pick up food, the killer calls her and and says that uh, that basically he's going to kill her son. And she's like, and she doesn't believe it. And finally, he says, "Oh yeah, well, you know, have you ever seen Psycho? You know, you know, trying to hint that the kid is in the shower, so he knows where he is, and he know, and so she knows he's at her house." She slams on her brakes, throws on the siren. Yep, I had it up here. She slams on her brakes, throws on the siren, and immediately calls the the sheriff station and says, I need all units to converge at my house now. And she gets there, runs up the steps, the killer jumps out, stabs her in the gut, kills her, in the yard, takes her keys, 
goes inside, waits for the son to finish his shower, stalks the son around the house for like 10 minutes, you know, while the, and you it know, seemed just, like longer than that. Cause he set the table. He did everything. Yeah. And then, the front door. Everything. And then finally the killer kills him. And there's still no goddamn cops there. And not 10 seconds after Rob is in the movie theater doing this, I get a text that says, WTF, not welcome to Florida. In a town with a history of serial killers, the police response time is like 45 minutes. When the effing sheriff in a panic says, I need all units at my house now. And I, so that that's much bigger of a, I mean, I get it. It's a movie. They let into it, but I, I so that, I, it's a great movie. I truly enjoyed it. I did. And I really think that they are going to um, move on. I mean, so, so let's, let's finish it up since we're spoiling it. I, let me get, so after the Dewey dies, it's a big, big part of the movie because mm-hmm. now the two main girls that turn out to be why why are they getting stalked? Why did they come back from? Well, it's only the main girl. The the main girl is the love child of the original killer, Billy Loomis. Billy Loomis. And her her sister is her half sister. They have the same mother. So they they end up at this party because they're running away well, and they Real quick, let me back up since we're spoiling. So anyways, this girl that is the half child that the mom had a thing in high school with Billy Loomis during the original Scream, um, got pregnant with this girl, and this girl at 13 was up in the attic at her mom's house, you know, 10 years prior, and found her mom's diary and found out that her dad wasn't her dad, who she thought it was, it's Billy Loomis, walks in the room upset, blah, 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 and blurts out to her mom about all this shit, not knowing that her her stepdad's behind her and he knew nothing. Her supposed father. Supposed the guy who father. thought he was her father. So then he left. So then then there's this animosity built up. They tell this story and all that. And she just takes off and she gets into drugs and blah, blah, blah. She leaves. So that's why she, throughout the movie, she's like the bad seed in town or whatever because that's what was happening. And while this is all going on, she's seeing in her mind Billy Loomis, how he looked in the original Scream. Like very, very good juicy. CGI, by the way. Really good CGI. And then that's where we're at now is that they, the killers were coming back to kill, wanting to get to this girl. So by that, she was, they attacked her stepsister first. And they, so. and they bring all the original characters back because they want to kill the originals. Um, because they have this whole thing about remakes and, and reshoot, um, uh, sequels and remakes and all this, all this crap. And I'm like, I totally get that. I understand wanting to kill for that. But, um, <laughs> But they end up at this party, and, you know, there's a showdown, and people get shot, people die, yada, 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 yay, everybody is saved. Well, not everybody is saved, a lot of people are dead. But, you get the point. It's That's how Scream movies work. And the movie itself is actually is actually pretty enjoyable. I liked it a lot, except for those two points. I thought it was awesome at the final 40 minutes when they're breaking it down and everything like mm-hmm. that. Was at the original house. Was at, um... Yeah, they showed up at Stu Mocker's house. Yep, Stu the Ma- party where everybody died was at was at the house where it all happened the last in the first movie. And they actually make fun of the scene of um oh, what's his name? You said his name too. Um well Stu uh Stu Mocker. 
No, but the the actor, Jamie Kennedy's Jamie character. Kennedy's character, where the girl, one of the girls, is watching that scene on TV and screaming at the TV for Jamie Kennedy's character to turn around as the same scene is unfolding yeah, with her unfolding right behind. So it, there was a lot of awesome parts of of bringing a lot of callbacks together. and stuff. So, and one of the things that I came across that I thought was really neat because I yeah. If everyone's not aware, Wes Craven passed away, I think, in 2015. It was. Um, and he was involved in all the other screen movies, and they wanted to give him a nice little tribute in this movie. And apparently, uh, well, one of the, I caught that one of the characters was named Wes, and that was the that was the the kid that was in the shower that got killed, that had the mom for the sheriff. His character, that character's name was Wes. And so the party that they were having it's at the Stu Mocker's house was a memorial for Wes. So they had this big sign up that said for Wes, so it was kind of like a nod to Wes Craven. And then there was another another little thing where they brought like all of the original voice actors back. So they had uh, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard actually voiced a couple of lines in the movie um with the with the the really crappy movie remake of Stab 8 or whatever it is. He actually says one of the lines in that trailer that the characters are watching. Is, um, this this one is lit or something like that. Oh, this shit is lit. As uh, he he's the voice of the flamethrower ghost face in the trailer. Um, they also had Drew Barrymore. She was the voice of the principal who was giving the announcements over the PA system while it focused on the on the main characters. And then again for the for the party, they had this little toast thing where they were remembering the character Wes and the character who was leading the toast goes for Wes and takes a drink. And everybody at the party yells for Wes and takes a drink. Well, they had a bunch of voices dubbed over for that section. Um, and they had, they had like a lot of the original characters come back and voice the for Wes toast. So it, it was a really neat tribute to, to do that. Um, I mean, they had, uh, who else did they have in that? They, oh, they also had Jamie Kennedy voice a line when, uh, the kids were being thrown out of the party. Uh, Jamie Kennedy actually says the line, someone's goofy ass dad is kicking us out at the party. But for the four West toast, they had Henry Winkler. They had Adam Brody, Hayden Pantier. They had Patrick Lussier, Marco Beltrami, basically anyone who was involved with like the original, the original series or whatever with Wes Craven, they tr- they tried to bring as many people back as they could for that toast, and they just had them record the line for Wes for the toast. So it was a nice little tribute to Wes Craven. And for the uh, people that are keeping track at home, Scream Four had the most kills in the Scream franchise so far. The Did it really? First Scream only had eight deaths, including those of Billy and Stu. Scream Two and Three went to have ten deaths. Scream 4 at 14, although Kirby isn't included in that count since she wasn't confirmed. Well, I guess that wraps up Scream. We we enjoyed it. Go see it. It was it was a it was a decent addition if you can get past those two scenes that we talked about. Coming where we came from for lack of movies for the last two years. For me. Well, now we are going to talk about something that spun off of a movie. And the movie was The Suicide Squad. Uh, mm-hmm. From 2021, which I was on HBO Max, and I loved it. And it was also in the theaters, mm-hmm. and it was just a fun movie. I love James Gunn. I love that he gets to play with things. 
Uh, giggity. Peacemaker, uh, let's see, picking up. Well, let's, let's do the actors and stuff there. Uh, it debuted on HBO Max, the first three episodes. January uh, started on January 13th of 2022. Pretty sure the uh, next episode will be out uh, this evening, or probably tomorrow morning. So that would be episode four. Uh, Peacemaker is played by John Cena. Uh, his handlers are played by, uh, it's Leota Adebayo, played, Adebayo. By Daniel, yep. played by Daniel Brooks of uh, Orange is the New Black fame. Or is it? Yeah, Orange is the New Black. Uh, Freddie Stroma plays Adrian Chase. Uh, Chuck Woody Iwuji plays Clemson Mern. Oh, there's like a bunch of, oh, it's, that's why, okay. It's just, it's weird. I'm wondering why there's numbers in there. Uh, and Jennifer Holland plays Amelia Harcourt, who uh, has badass guns. And I'm talking about her she, actual arms. She and, does. She's, um, and, oh, and Steve Agee, uh, comedian, plays uh, John Economos. Now, this is... As I said, a spinoff of the Suicide Squad. It is uh, picking up where the Suicide Squad left off. Peacemaker returns home after recovering from his encounter with Bloodsport, only to discover that his freedom comes at a price. So basically, this is the uh, extra missions of Peacemaker. Greg, did you happen to see who plays the voice of Eagly? Uh, I did not. It, oh, it's, it's Ryan Bradley. Yeah, Bradley, Bradley Baker. Yep. <laughs> Uh, there's, uh, there was someone else. Oh, no, that's in, that's in Boba Fett. But anyway, um, if you were to make a show and boil down all of the things that I would want to see in a show, uh, this would be it from, (laughs) from big name superstars not taking themselves seriously to dark humor and over the top superpowers and... Boobs. Um, that wouldn't be in my like one thing I need to have in a show. Uh, yes, animal is. animal sidekicks mm-hmm. uh, would need to be in there. Some uh, stuff that like um, in Team America that t- that type of humor, like the yeah. kind of make making fun of the like self importance of like you know America that type of stuff. Um, and of course, most important, a badass nineteen eighties glam metal soundtrack. Uh, mm. And you boiled it all down, you'd get this show. Um, it's not going to be my favorite show of all time, but it's all of these things mixed into one. And, and you know, when I first saw the wow, three episodes, that's cool. And then by the end of it, I was like, only three episodes? Man, I want more. There uh, is so, more. Yeah. So The fourth uh, well, one dropped on, the, on today, actually, the 20th. Oh, sweet. Okay, well, that's happening. So uh, what, do, what do you got? I... I'm enjoying the shit out of it. This comedy is right up my alley. Um, I ha- I haven't... I-, I mean, I've only seen the first three episodes so far, because that was all that was out by the time that, you know, we recorded. Um, but from what I've seen, I think I'm going to enjoy... I'm going to enjoy this, because it's, it's kind of ridiculous. John Cena is is fantastic as Peacemaker. I love the way that he plays the character. I I think I'm I think I'm going to marry Jennifer Holland. Um love her. She's the blonde. Yeah, yeah. She's hardcore. But it's it, it, and Eagly is ridiculous. I I kind of chuckled when when uh John Cena got the hug from Eagly. Yeah, so Eagly is an actual bald eagle that while John Cena was in jail after the 
the Suicide Squad movie and before, was living with his father, who is uh, Robert Patrick, uh, Mr. T-1000, right? Mm -hmm. Himself. So living with him, and he is in the garage, and John Cena comes back from being in jail, and the eagle wraps his wings around him. He's like, he hugs me. And, of course, he has the name Eagly, because what else would you name your pet bald eagle? Yeah, exactly. And they run around saying, Eagly, Eagly. Yeah. It's, uh... It's kind of like a hitman show. They they basically recruited him to take out these targets all over all over the country, I guess. And as we see at the end of the third episode, they're pretty much all over the world. But it looks like they're trying to stop some kind of invasion of some kind. Yeah, the and, uh, butterflies, is that what they're called? Yeah, Project Butterfly. And it's uh, kind of ridiculous and really enjoyable. Yeah, some of the stuff that John Cena is willing to do. I mean, like, the, I think the first full episode, he's basically in tidy whities the whole time. <laughs> right? Like, isn't he? No. There's no, one it's... Epi- there's one episode the, where he's running around in tidy whities for... It's a, the end. It's the end of the... Of the of the second episode, I ah, think. Okay. It's the end of the second episode, but it's just, you know, he, it's just until he puts his clothes on to try and escape. Mm-hmm. But yes, he, the whole time that he's in that girl's apartment, he's running around in his tidy whitey and sing and like karaokeing or singing to a an eighties album. That what's interesting is, um, I looked at the soundtrack because it is is James Gunn and he pulls fantastic soundtracks out. It does have Firehouse, "Don't Treat Me Bad." on there but a lot of the other bands are actually bands that sound like 80s bands but they're really like and i was looking at their like wigwam who's that or sister who's that like i just thought they were bands that got signed in like for those of you that know 80s metal um 80s metal was really big up until like 1991 and then nirvana killed it immediately so all these bands got signed released albums and those albums went right into those the for sale bin with a little like notch cut out of it if you're old like me Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of bands that like no one ever heard of other than me, like South Gang. So I thought that some of these bands were those. Um, I so I started looking them up, and I actually made a little playlist on um, Apple Music, which I might actually post on our website or on Facebook or something of all the songs from the show because there's not an official one yet. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are from 2011, 2012, but they're just fun songs. Um, and somehow. You know, like the only one that I think is actually really from the '80s is uh, "Don't Treat Me Bad" by Firehouse. Um, but it's I I love the music hits in this. I love the ridiculousness of the different peacemaker helmets, mm-hmm. and how the his squad is like a is this guy really coming into Applebee's like in full cosplay gear? Yeah, <laughs> like all of that kind of stuff is great. Just the interaction between the characters and the the self deprecating nature of John Cena mm-hmm. just works. It's it's hilarious. And even though we saw Peacemaker do something terrible in Suicide Squad, like he's such an emo like he's you kind of feel for show. him in the show. He's like an emotionally stunted character because of his father, mm-hmm. and you kind of feel bad. Uh, so you didn't read comics, I don't think, in the 80s and 90s where they had the vigilante ads in, like, the back of every DC comic. What was weird is, like, they had that thing with that, like, they had this ad that had the, that uniform. And it, in looking at it, you were like, that uniform's pretty cool, but it doesn't look like it could ever be, like, a real thing because of the way the mask was, like, glowing red kind of. Mm-hmm. They nailed it. 
Yeah. The vigilante uniform is cool. Like, you know me in cosplay where I'm always like, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Like, I would totally dress as that. Um, I don't know how I would do it, but it, it's a fantastic costume. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, you know, just another thing. If you guys ever, like, a few people out there listening, if you uh, ever read comics in the 80s, look, for, look up the vigilante DC ads and you'll see what I'm talking about. Opening sequence or opening um, like credits. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I I feel like honestly looking. I was just thinking about this because looking at it, I feel like those are dance moves that John Cena wrote himself, and everybody else just kind of had to do it. <laughs> like we, like the thing with their the legs and <laughs> yeah, and their and their arms, the the elbows up, hands down, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can see uh, Jennifer Holland's like biceps. Yeah, and, and everybody is just so awkward and the way they move and everything. And it feels like it's just because it's something that John Cena wrote the dance moves for because he's mm. so big and awkward. Or if, like, someone else wrote it, can you imagine bringing that to John Cena and be like, okay, here's what we're going to do for the opening sequence. And then it, what happens at the end? The eagle kind of waves his arms around and takes a bow. Is there sparklers in the background? Okay. The eagle land, yeah, eagle lands and waves his wings around, and it's like, oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's a really fun show. Uh, I hope some stuff comes out of it. One, more seasons because I'm enjoying it. Uh, it has the definitely the same tone as The Boys. Uh, and I did wonder if how much like cynicism, we, c- cynical superheroes we needed um, mm-hmm. between Deadpool and The Boys and uh, the one with the, the kids, too. Well, but see, I don't... I don't know that I view Peacemaker as a cynical because I mean at this point he's still considered a villain as a uh, I don't know how much I view him as a cynical villain as much as I just view him as misguided at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the general tone, like the the uh, some of the other characters in there, like basically becoming cannon fodder, like you know Suicide Squad tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I did need this, like. I think it took me five, ten minutes into the show where I'm like, yeah, this is fine. This is what I want. I can do this. Yeah. So, uh, Peacemaker, HBO Max, we're up to episode four as of this recording. And I will be watching episode four tonight. Excellent. Uh, I believe that leads us to our top five question. It does. As a result, we actually have a top five question posed as a result of Eagly. Now, Eagly. I know we've had some discussions about this, especially around a, that movie, which shall not be named, that involved li- all those lions. Mm-hmm. Um, was, if uh, 95% of The Lion King was made in a computer, was it a live-action movie? That conversation happened on our episode. You can go back and look at it. Uh, you can listen to me rant about it for 45 yes. minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're not going to go down that path. But... The question I was wondering is, um, I was going for live-action animal uh, sidekicks. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say live-action is because I'm, I'm uh, almost all of them would be Disney movies if I didn't say that. So not like Pixar movies, not like hand-animated movies. Um, I am well aware that some of the live-action animals were nowhere ever near an eagle or a tiger or anything like that. So uh, what, Scott... Are you are you there? Are you willing to start? Um, how about if I go second? Go second, man. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Do you want to go last, Greg? Since it was your question. Sure. 
and because I haven't figured it out yet. All right. Well, I I had a number of them on here. Um and I don't want to I don't want to burst anyone's bubble, but I am going to have a couple of honorable mentions. My bubble is burst, sir. Because it well, it's it's an older movie, but if you remember a movie called Every Which Way But Loose with Clint Eastwood, mm-hmm. he um, had an animal sidekick in there by the name of Clyde. And uh, Clyde was an orangutan. Yep. And was great. So Clyde was an honorable mention. Always doing sub- stuff with his mouth. Yeah. 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 Clyde was an honorable mention, as was uh, Salem from the, the from Sabrina. Okay. And Silver. Bad idea to let you go first. Well, you didn't want to go first, sir. Bad idea. And Silver from The Lone Ranger. Hi-oh, Silver! Yeah, yeah, that's good. good. But, my top five. At number five. (laughs) Number five. I've got Hooch. Ah. From Turner and Hooch. Hooch. Yep. At number four. Scott is just so mad at me. At number four. I've got Mr. Bigglesworth. I believe it looks like he's mouthing the words vacuum. I'm not yeah, sure he means. is. He is. Yeah. At number three, <laughs> at number three, and this this one hurt because I wanted this one to be number two, but considering number two, I just couldn't. At number three, I've got Falcor. Oh. From The NeverEnding Story. Yeah. At number two... I have the classic sidekick, Toto. Yep. At number two, I've got Toto. But my number one animal sidekick, Gizmo. Oh, that's a good one that I did not think of. And you actually did not put one on there that I'm surprised, but we'll get to that. Gizmo is a good one. You also had several that weren't actual real animals, which is fine. Um, well, <clears throat> considering I had, while making dinner, 20 minutes to come up with this list, because I was notified of the list at like 6.18, so, but, <clears throat> thanks that I was trying to fix mine, because the big talk was, is it movies or series, so I had both, Greg's like, hey, you can do whatever, and then I didn't even think about, I believe I said it's our goddamn show. You can do whatever. I didn't even really think about CGI, to be honest with you. I did, but I messed up on one that will be CGI. So the first three from my five, starting from five, were ruined by that guy, (laughs) as I'm pointing at Rob. And um, I was nice about it. I didn't say anything derogatory about him. I didn't do anything bad. I, I used all of the honor that I carry in my beliefs to not be rude to him or do anything (laughs) bad or anything. So starting with number five, he may or may not be pointing with two (laughs) fingers at Rob was Salem Saberhagen Mm -hmm. from Sabrina, the teenage witch, because that was a big show that we watched as a family when my kids were little um, number four was because a big part of my youth, um, that my dad loved that movie and had to watch it every time was Clyde, the orangutan from any which way, but loose or any which way you can. Thanks, Rob. 
Um, and then another thing, Sunday mornings, uh, this was on before um, Abbott and Costello. Every Sunday morning in my house was uh, the Lone Ranger. So it was Hayo Silver away, um, which Ron, what, Rob wasn't even thought of at that time. So Would it have been huge. offensive if I had said Tonto? <clears throat> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, at it. At it. <laughs> um, so this is where it gets sketchy is these top two, but and I know I'm this is where spot, it gets sketchy. But I don't care. To Rob? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> because these are two of my most cherished uh, movies, series, whatever you want to call it, that I honestly out of every movie or series I've watched, these two I just love and I could be watching. The number two is Jon Snow's Dire Wolf Ghost. I don't care if it's CGI. I don't care if whatever. I loved that series. I loved what Ghost did to that series. You know, he was through it the whole way, and he took a bunch of damage in the final scene against the 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 dead, and it was awesome. And number one, um, Rob, you can kiss my ass. The rules don't matter, but my favorite animal sidekick of all time is 12 Parsecs Chewbacca. I don't care what you say. Uh, it was a real breathing thing inside of that. So I'm taking that as my number one animal sidekick of all time. But was he an animal or was he just another species? Isn't an animal just another species? Oh, well. I mean, it's lore. I get it. So we find out different with this new space telescope. Probably really fine. Millennium Falcon, which they will. They will find it. <laughs> they will find it. I'm going to be on Tatooine, the real Tatooine one day. It will happen. All right, so um, that was handled really respectable and adult-like. There was nothing bad said through that whole segment. So <sighs> on to you, Greg. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I, I added one here. I've, I've got a, uh, some honorable mentions as well. In honor of Betty White. I'm going to say Betty White and the Lake Placid Alligator. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it's kind of weird sidekick-wise because it's kind of a villain, and it's really just someone she's feeding, but you know what I'm saying. Like that, I, it's, it's for Betty White because Rob, you know, did terrible things. <laughs> um, also, I, I don't know the name because this is the one I'm adding, and I didn't want to pause to look it up, but um, the German Shepherd from I Am Legend. Sam. And Sam. And, and Will Smith's character. Um, mm -hmm. It's only an honorable mention because um, I, it still makes me sad. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought about that one. Yeah. Would Old Yeller be a side a sidekick or would yeah. Old Yeller be a main character? I think we'd go sidekick. The movie is named after him, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about um, the, the, uh, the little Jack Russell in that movie where the kid, like, grows up with the dog. But anyway, uh, so we'll go with that. My number five... It's going to be Eagle and Peacemaker, because I just love the hug. <laughs> Number four, one of the funniest scenes in the history of movies, in my mind. Uh, the monkey from Grandma's Boy kicking the dude down the stairs. Mm. Uh, so, monkey from Grandma's Boy. Um, I have a, a friend that if I play that scene for him, he literally gasps for air as he's, like, if I if I kept the, that scene playing over and over again, he would die. Uh, Binks from Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura's little monkey dude that hangs out with him and helps him solve crimes. Uh, the one that I'm surprised didn't make it on there, Hedwig and Harry Potter. 
sense, right? I, I didn't really feel like Hedwig was all that important to the show. I mean... <sighs> wow. Yeah. And my number one, one of the epitome of uh, animal sidekicks, Dorothy and Toto. Yep. Gotta, gotta go with Toto. There's a terrier at the top Kansas of my list. I anymore, Toto. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a couple other ones that, that I had Turner and Hooch as, that didn't get there. Uh, the Pikachu from Pikachu and Tim Goodman from uh, the uh, Pikachu, Detective Pikachu movie. Had there been okay. another one, which I don't think there's going to be, which makes me sad. Um, I also had uh, Thackeray Banks from Hocus Pocus. Hmm. The one. Black Cat. Yeah. Lassie and Timmy is a big one, but that is mostly TV. Uh, and Babe and the Farmer. Well, that'll but do... Babe was the main character. I don't know that yeah, Babe was yeah. a sidekick. Babe yeah. was, that'll Babe do was the main character. That'll do. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> she had come on her back. Wow. That doesn't make her a sidekick, though. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that was uh, uh, Scott, also known as... Uh, what was your nickname at the beginning of this whole thing? Eagly. He's Eagly. Eagly. Yeah, you're Eagly. Um, so thank you for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. And if you are offended um, about what anything Scott just said at all, at any point, yeah, um, just find someone named Scott and yell at them. I know a lot of Scots. All of them are offensive. So you can do that. Uh, You can uh, like, subscribe, or review our podcast. Uh, Give me five podcasts. Of course, spelling out the five. Uh, You know, you found it. Do that like reviewing thing. You can check out our website, gibby5podcast.com. If I figure out how to do it, I will post the playlist, at least the Apple Music playlist of songs from uh, the uh, Peacemaker. From Peacemaker, thank you. Uh, and of course, you can check us out on at gibby5pod on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you can email us at gibby5podcast at gmail.com. And uh, thank you for listening and get well soon, missing host. Yes, get well soon, Omar. Thank you all for listening. And remember, like I always say, Mechaleka High, Kaliki Mon. To attack.